Bridges Sobus is a 30-year industry veteran, CEO and founder of Power and Joy Coaching Academy. Today, we're going to hear about how she went from being a six-figure certified master colorist to helping thousands of hairdressers and owners as a consultant and coach, and now is helping by way of timeline therapy, hypnosis, and NLP. What is all that stuff, and how did she do it? Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I am your host, Robert Hughes, and today I'm with Bridget Sobos. How are you doing today, Bridget? I'm doing awesome, Robert. Thanks for having me. Good. I'm glad I'm glad to have you. Um so why don't we, I'm, I'm curious to know exactly what timeline therapy, NLP, and uh, hypnosis, like what that's like. Um, well, I understand, I know what hypnosis is, but the others, I'm not sure. But before we get there, why don't we hear about like your, about your story? Give us a little context to how you got to where you are, starting with like how you got into hair. Yeah. So, well, how I got into hair, honestly, was I did go to college for a year and a half and I became a college dropout because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And then one day I was like, I said, I think I want to go to cosmetology school. And so I went and it was all, it was actually the best decision that I made. Like I fell in love with it and I specifically fell in love with doing hair color. So I found, you know, I went through, I think I was an assistant at least three different times um, for different companies and then became a master certified colorist. I worked in, um, different types of businesses, anywhere from like small run businesses to corporate to everything in between. And then the last salon I found myself working at was a pretty dysfunctional hot mess. Um, and I thought to myself, if this guy can own a business, there's no reason why I can't. I'm sure there's many of you out there that feel the same way at times when you're working for someone. <laughs> you don't own a business. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So I, the opportunity presented itself and I bought the business and I was, th my dreams of becoming a millionaire overnight pretty much vanished overnight. I quickly realized I had no idea what I, no idea what I was doing. I lost my six-figure paycheck. If you knew me back in 2006 and I was trying to run my first team meeting, I was crying. <laughs> I was so overly emotional. And someone introduced me to a coaching and consulting company. And I hired them pretty much straight away. And I was implement, started implementing the systems. I learned how to run a team meeting without crying, which was pretty cool. Well, can we go back for a second? What was... Yeah. What was the dysfunction in the salon? Like, what can you uh, be a little specific? Give us a little specifics on because I'm sure people can uh, that are listening or watching can relate to yeah. something. Which dysfunction before or after I bought the salon? Uh, after, well, maybe a little something before and something after. So a little bit before was that just the the finances weren't being managed properly. Sometimes. I knew that bills weren't getting paid. Um, team, we didn't really have any team meetings or leadership going on. Um, it was just really negative in there. Gotcha. And then when I took it over, I was really run a lot by my emotions. And I had no idea what a cash flow projection is. I had no idea what a budget was. I had, there were zero systems in this business. There was, there was no handbook, no job descriptions, no compensation. I mean, the compensation structure was like, 
50% of what you made. Right. I think even I was getting paid 60% of what I was making through the past owner, which I would never, I would not recommend giving anything more than 45% commission, but that's a whole other story as a business consultant. Um, but yeah, so there, like, honestly, like there was, I'm, now I have a team and I was like, I'm, was their friend and now I'm their boss. Okay. And like, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, like I literally was like working my butt off behind the chair, trying to keep the doors open. And all my sales were just going back into it, um, keeping the doors open. And um, so that was kind of the dysfunction. Okay. So I became the dysfunctional mess <laughs> prior to hiring a consultant. <laughs> okay, got it. All right, cool. Now, you, okay, so you you get a consultant and, okay, go from there. Uh, so I get a consultant and now I'm I'm quickly implementing what he's teaching me. And like, he taught me this consultation system. And I was, I was like, I'm going to read a script to my clients. Like, really? Like they've known me for years. And I literally had like a clipboard out and I'm like, I'm like, hi, I'm learning this new consultation and I'm going to be reading some questions to you. And I was following the system and before I know it, I took my average service ticket. So this is back in like 2006, 2007, took my average service ticket from $90, which is pretty good for back then, to $140 nice. just by following the script and saying it really awkward. <laughs> wow. So I started increasing my own business, which allowed me to step back from behind the chair and then I started teaching it to my own team. And then over like the course of probably like a year, year and a half, I started layering in systems. I learned how to do a cash flow projection. I learned how to budget. I, I implemented an employee handbook um, to an already existing, you know, employees, uh, job description. So I started to layer in each month different um, systems in the business, which then in turn had me growing the business by 30, 40%, and then became a Salon Today Top 200 winner for 13 years in a row. Nice. Cool. Awesome. So you so you build your business, you get it going, and uh, and that, then what? I mean, you're, how, how do you go from there to becoming a consultant? I... So the consulting company that I hired originally, I met the owner, um, I met with the owner and I was like, I want to, I want to do this work. I want to become a consultant. And she's like, Oh, take my train the trainer program. So I, that was my first step. Um, I became a certified trainer and then started going to hair shows. And then just like the evolution just started happening. Then I started doing consulting work and then in 2010, like I, we could probably talk about my story for days, you know, so I'm going to give highlights around it because it wasn't all sun, sunshine and roses. I've had some pretty traumatic things happen during this course of being a business owner. Is um, there something that uh, you could share that you would be willing to share about something traumatic? People, people tend to like to hear like what your struggles were and how you it came over them because everyone has struggles themselves, you know, and it's helpful to hear how people yeah. were able to get through them and have, have, uh, have success afterwards. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. So in 2010, I found myself going through a really nasty divorce. Okay. And that was, it took, it was like, it took over two years to get through that divorce. And from that divorce, I found that I was in, this is personal debt. Personal debt because of things I did not realize that was happening behind my back. So people that are getting married or in relationships, check in on what your partner's doing behind your back. Because, you you know, it's good to have those cards on the table. Um, but I found myself in $1.3 million of debt. Wow. divorce was over. Wow. And now I'm faced with all this debt. And actually, to be honest with you, to get out of the divorce, I actually took on all the debt. And then I had attorneys recommending to me and my own family were like, you have to file bankruptcy to get from, out from under this. And I was like if I file bankruptcy, I'm at risk for losing my own business. And I bit the bullet. I decided to go through with it. And then I decided to buy my own business back. I actually had some mentors say, just let it go, Bridget. You're up for different things. You know what I mean? Like, Because I was doing a lot of coaching and consulting work at that point. And I got super ego-driven. I got super ego-driven in 2018 and going into 19. And I was like, no one's taking my own business from me unless I'm parting it with on my way, my own way. So I, I decided to negotiate with the, 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 the trustee and buy my own business back. And of course they're scrutinizing everything like salons are. So it's like, it's really interesting how salons can be evaluated. I mean, really, it's like, if you, if all your employees leave, you could be just left with like assets, like the chairs and the shampoo bowls and the inventory on the, on the street. So I knew that my business was actually valuable because I was the owner and these people, I was leading these people. I, you know, there were times when I was producing like 900 to a million dollars in revenue and they were scrutinizing that. And so I had to negotiate. I bought it back. And for a hefty amount of money that I was having to pay back in one year. And in 2019, I call it my dark night of the soul year because I was in a complete survival mode. I was working my butt off in consulting. I was trying to keep up with the salon. I was like, I was, it was really, really hard for me to keep up with the, the high payments. Can I ask you a question? Just yeah. who bought, who, who, like you filed bankruptcy and I'm, I think I'm confused about the process. So, yeah. so where did the, tr- who are the trustees? Where did they come involved? You had to buy it back from who yeah. you it back from. Yeah. It's a really interesting process. So basically, honestly, if, if anyone was like, should I buy my own business back from bankruptcy? I'd be like, no, learn from my mistake. Start, go start a new one. Um, because you basically, you file. And then you get you get um, relief from everything. If but if you own an asset, so I owned an asset, which was the salon. Mm-hmm. Then what they do is they either do one or two things. They're either going to sell it. The trustee will take your asset and they will sell it. So they will they will actually then any money that they get from that. They're now going to disperse it to creditors that okay. you possibly owned money to. Okay. 
or you can buy the biz, you can buy the asset back, create a payment plan, and with that money that they take, they disperse it to. Ah, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, cool. Thank you. That I, yeah, yeah I never heard of heard of this like specific uh, thing before. I've heard of bankruptcy, um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's fascinating. So, why would you why would you say just start another one just because you paid too much for it? Oh, I paid way too much for it. Yeah. I paid way too much. I could have taken that money and just started something from scratch and rebuilt a whole team. Well, and you could have just gotten First, your team to follow you, right? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. in hindsight, the amount of money that I I paid for it, I could have just started a brand new business. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but instead, it was like operating on top of all this. Like, you know, it's very expensive to run a, a hair salon. Like, I I think it's like uh, every like dollar that comes in, like salon owners are lucky if they keep one to five cents on that dollar, you know, on that dollar. It's extremely expensive to run yeah. a salon and spa. Yeah. So for the amount of money that I paid for it, it was, I could have just started a brand new one. But anyway, lessons learned. It was. Yeah, no, this was good. Yeah, it this was, was such a great learning experience for me. And, you know, and even during that time, I have kicked breast cancer's ass twice. What? Yes. So, yes. Thank you. And um, yeah, so it was like, I was, I like in like one year, I was like trying to buy file bankruptcy, got, got, we're all free and clear of this, but got breast cancer and trying to buy my own business back. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then I did get, that's a whole nother story, but like, I think I did get breast cancer again in 2022, but I'm, really healthy. I love my life and everything is good. But through all that, I really learned a lot of lessons. And sometimes you think, you know, whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever, we're like, what, how come this is happening to me? Like, what is going on? And I, I, there's lessons everywhere. So I, I take my lessons and my learning and I help all the people that I coach and consult. So that's my gift. <laughs> I mean, I think that um, working with somebody, like if you're asking for advice from somebody, I'd much rather ask for advice some to somebody who's had to go through struggles and get through them. And uh, that's, I don't want someone who hasn't been through life, you know, life's just been rosy and peachy and everything's positive and manifest positivity. And it's like, no, like when things happen, how do we actually get through them? And it's a little bit more than um, have thinking positive thoughts, you know? So I, um, you are so right about that. I was actually, <laughs> I was actually thinking about that this morning, you know, cause affirmations are great and all. And the, it's the deep dive of the inner work. That actually, yes. you could say affirmations. I used to say affirmations all day long before I started doing NLP, timeline therapy, and hypnosis work. And like, I was like, I keep saying I'm amazing. I keep saying all these things. What, what, why does this other part of my brain keep running my show of negative thoughts and negative emotions? So, yeah. And what did you come up with? Why were you thinking? There was. So our brains from the ages of our conscious and our unconscious mind, especially our, our unconscious mind, get programmed with 
um, values, belief systems from the ages of zero to seven, whether people realize it or not. And most of the time, people are unaware of the negative thought patterns that are like really running their show. And are we talking about um, these things that you're that you're working in now? I mean, is this co- related to like timeline therapy and NLP? Yes. Okay, yes. So we, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So I feel like uh, we got, you know, like uh, a nice little high level with a little depth to some depth to your story. And uh, now uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, because it sounds like that's where we're going in our conversation. So like. What is timeline th- th- therapy and NLP? So timeline therapy, well, NL, we'll start with NLP. So NLP is um, neuro-linguistic programming. And it, it really, at the, it's a study of modeling excellence. It's, a, it's practicing how to be really mindful of your words and your thoughts, whether it's words coming out of your mouth or even your self-talk. Um, it can support changing behaviors um, at the unconscious mind. So the conscious mind, it takes at least 21 days to form a new habit. With this work, you can change it like in five to 10 minutes and change your change your help change your behavior patterns. Um, timeline therapy is, gosh, it's like a mixture. It's like a, a hybrid of hypnosis work and NLP. And it is it is used to support um letting go of negative emotions and limiting beliefs that are at the root cause of the problem. The best way I love to describe how timeline therapy works is do you know the movie Scrooge? Uh I mean, I Christmas Carol? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he goes back, he like goes back in time. And he watches his past self and he's watching his past self. And then he's getting all these learnings and ahas and all this stuff. And then he brings them back. He brings it back to his past, his future or his present. And then he changes the trajectory of his future. Like he's a more happy, loving, generous man that is like now like has a joyful life which before he was just grumpy and greedy and super unhappy. Can you give us uh, like an example of like how it would work and give us a little bit more like, I don't know. um, How do I give an example without it? Yeah. Like uh, what is like an answer? What is, how about this? How think of, think of the people that you work with on this and Uh think of something that they're trying to work on. Uh, or like an or a session that you've had recently, and uh, tell us a little bit about what that was without revealing who your person, who your client was. Yes, so I guess I'll even speak to a stylist that I coached in the past. So okay. I coached a stylist. She's a solopreneur. Um, she actually does have. I do have permission to tell her story. Her name is Mary. Okay. She's a testimonial for me. So I she took coaching programs for me prior to this type of work and she would, she would have growth. And then I, she did, she took my certification program. And then also that involves the timeline therapy, What she, what she did was she got to the root limiting beliefs of 
making more money. So she worked in my program uncovering what those limiting beliefs are that were deep rooted that were preventing her from making more money. Like, well, wait, how, how did she find, how did this person find you? Um, probably at hair shows. Long okay, time so ago. the person meets you at a hair show. Do what? Did she come up to you and say, "Hey, I have a trouble with making more money, and I want to work on that"? Or like, how did that get started? Well, back then, I was working for another consulting company, and yeah, I think it was just we would we would do we would do trainings on basically how to become a six figure earner. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, so her thing was money. And then I kept in contact with her over the years. Um, and then when I after I launched the Power and Joy Coaching Academy and I kept in contact with her and then shared with her what I was up to. And she's like, Yeah, I want to take your program. So she took my certification program, and I'm not even kidding, the by like letting go of like negative emotions like fear or guilt, guilt of raising prices fear of your clients leaving you with all the things. So after she took my program, the next month she worked 10 days less behind the chair and had a 50% increase in her business. Nice. She went from 6,000 to $9,000 on average. And now she's clearing over 10,000. And she also is an educator for a smoothing, a hair smoothing company. So. Okay. That's just like the result of doing that inner inner self work. I'm curious to uh, know like what this all, what this all this work is. Uh, you know, give a little peek behind the curtain. But um, maybe we save that for uh, another conversation. Um, what it throughout your throughout your time as a consultant and a coach, what has been the most common challenges that you've worked with? people on their mindset their mindset it's like yes. the fear uh, like if like a salon owner you ask you're like i make a recommendation to raise prices five dollars it's like <sighs> like you act like you're asking for their kidney <laughs> okay you know, it's it's really it's a lot of fear fear yeah fear um worry anxiety, guilt, people get in their clients' pocketbooks because, you know, they get hooked on their client's stories and their client's stories are just their client's stories. It's like you start undercharging your client and then before you know it, they're telling you about their trip to Italy in the next two weeks, you know, or the Gucci bag they just bought. Um, so a lot of, a lot of salon and spa professionals they get hooked on their client stories and then they feel bad. Okay. So it's like a guilt on like, because it's another person and they're a human, they have a life, we have a relationship and they like kind of make it too personal and they blur the lines before between business and personal. And you, that would, that that's the most common thing that you deal with. I think that happens all the time. I mean, I, I hear that all the time. <laughs> I, I tell, I'm not surprised, actually. <laughs> and I can't even believe, like, I, I, for, you know, going to so many hair shows and, you know, um, solopreneurs or stylists or whatever. And like, but my clients are my friends. And I, yeah. I want my to be my friend. I'm like, your clients are not your friends. I mean, they're your friends. You until can they're be not, friendly with them. <laughs> 
but like, let me, like, they are not your, they're not your friends. And it's, totally. it's, I can go down so many different conversations, even employees for my salon owners that are listening to this, you know, like I was just in a conversation with a bunch of coaches talking about like someone saying like, well, when you're going to have your this this tough conversation with someone, say I love you and da 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 da. And I and I this is I'm talking from my own experience. I used to tell my team I loved them all the time, and I had some people walk out on me. I had people that said they had my back no matter what. Like, you know what I mean? You, there's a fine line between professionalism when you're with your employee, or professionalism when when you're with your with your client. So you got to wear the professional hat. So how do you feel about people saying, oh, we're a family? I believe that, yes, you can say a family and you have to have policies, procedures, handbooks and all the things. Doesn't sound like a family to me, though. Well, you can care about people. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Yes. I mean, I get, you can't fire your family. I get what you're saying because, yeah. like, you know, like I, like I said, I, I would, you know, I had parties for my team. I had this, like, I, like, policies and procedures are so important in businesses. Like, they saved me. Like, I had this one employee of mine. So, so, so like, I could tell stories all day long, but like, I had an employee of mine. Unfortunately, there were three. There, were, she was like, there's two people that were saying really inappropriate jokes to her. Okay, like that were crossing the line, you know. And all three of these women were considered like minority type, you know. So it's kind of strange. Like they're making jokes when they're all like in this minority position, like that. If you want to classify it like that, right? without going into the detail. So this one woman who said, you know, I cared about her. I, you know, I told her, I, I told her I loved her, to be honest with you. And she ended up quitting my business, reporting me to the, reporting my business to the human de- department of regulation. She filed for unemployment and all the things, even though she told me she cared about me too. Like, but I had to protect the business. But because I had job descriptions in place, employee handbooks in place, I was in action. Like I had a, a team meeting. I wrote people up. I had a contract with this person. I actually, the suit, everything went into my favor. Nice. Because I had all that stuff in place. Right. You know, And that was to a person who we told each other we loved each other. So basically, if you you think that if you hadn't had all that organization stuff, then all that all that documentation of like roles and and had meetings and, and other documentation, then you think that it would have been easy to make make a case against you that you weren't handling things a certain way. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, this is good. This is uh, really good. I like your story, and uh, I. I totally am on the same page with you on your, on your, what, what you're like the spirit of what you're saying. And, um, I'd like to hear more about this NLP work and this uh, timeline therapy. I'd like to like 
I don't know, like maybe have like walk through some steps or something like that to kind of peel back the curtain. But but, but let's save that for the next time we talk. Uh, I think this is a great place to wrap it up. Would, would you like to sign off with any sort of like advice or um, words of wisdom to uh, rising stylists, uh, aspiring salon owners or existing salon owners? Yes. Uh, let me see what the most thing. Okay, systems and systems, policies and procedures, if you work for yourself or if you work for somebody, they are vital. Absolutely vital. And mindset is everything. Like my, that stylist that I shared with you about that had the the um 50% growth and now is clearing 10k a month. She she did buy the website mindset is everything or something. She's developing her own stylist programs now. But mindset is, it's, it's key working on your inner self and, you know, doing any trauma releases that you have to do that might be getting in your way, work on your mindset. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate your time and I really do appreciate your, you sharing the details of your story. And I do think that there are going to be people listening or watching that can relate to it and um so thank you and i look forward to talking to you again next time yeah same here all right bye-bye